Hello, and welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Heather. And I'm Kelsey. And this month is our April bookish and banter bonus episode. Yes, that made sense. That was almost like a tongue twister. I don't know why I struggled to get through that. <laughs> We've only done it a couple times, right? We'll I know. I'm like, bookish, banter, and more. <laughs> All right. So obviously, before we jump into our reads for the month, we'll discuss coffee. And I'm actually excited about mine because mine is from a local coffee shop. Oh, yes. Okay. So we did an event this month and there is a coffee vendor there that makes cold brew. He also does like ground Mm -hmm. coffee and stuff too. And his name is really cool. It's Edgar Allan Joe. Oh my God, that is so cute. I know. (laughs) That's so So, funny and fantastic. Definitely dropping his name because he does ship anywhere in the United States. So Love it. Check him out on Instagram. But it's a toasted hazelnut cold brew. That sounds really good. I know. And it was already like concentrated, so I didn't have to do anything. I just poured it in my cup with some ice. And I okay. put and I just put some milk and sugar in it. And it's really That sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. So highly any any other people on here that love coffee, I would check him out and maybe buy some of his stuff because it's really good. He even ships the cold brew made. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard him oh, talking about it to people. Out. Yeah. So and he buys our jam, so it's like, you know, collaborate. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to check him out. Yeah. What about you? Well, it's a big moment. It is. I, I don't know if the listeners have heard, but butter pecan is permanent at Dunkin' Donuts. Celebration. One more time for the people in the back. It's permanent. It's permanent. It's here forever. 365, baby. Yep. So I have a butter pecan iced coffee cream, two sweet and lows. I put it in my Yeti. To keep it nice and cold while we're recording. I'm just, it's a great start to the day. And it's just wonderful news this week that we need it. You know what I mean? It is. And that's, but Duncan is definitely trying to be Starbucks because they also brought, they brought back their lemonade to make lemonade refreshers and they have an iced lemon loaf. I saw that. So. And it's like pre-packaged. Uh-huh. I have an issue with that. <laughs> I was like, I love Starbucks iced lemon loaf. It's actually like my favorite thing. I get that all the time. And I was like, so I was really mm-hmm. excited about Dunkin'. And so when I got it and she gave it to me, I was like, oh, it's like in a prepackaged bag that says this was unfrozen by this date. And I was like, oh, I don't feel as great about this anymore. Oh, no. Not that I think that Starbucks makes theirs fresh on the premises. I'm sure that they don't, but they don't package it in a way that lets you know that it was pre-made, frozen, defrosted yeah. and now it's going to you yeah your expectations were a little too high they were that, for, that might be partially your fault but also even their drinks like they got like the butter pecan turtle yeah. signature latte i'm like i don't even know what's in there i just want my iced coffee <laughs> so yeah they're they're doing the most i mean i'm gonna still go there Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to get any of this fancy stuff. They no. even Their menu, they have like breakfast tacos now. Like, They're good, though. I did not oh, eat they them. Are. My mom and Eric both have gotten them and they actually really enjoyed them. But oh, I've also, okay. I like, their avocado toast is really good, too. Yeah. So. Hmm. They're really expanding that menu. It's like Wawa. Every day they have something new. I'm like, mm-hmm. stick to the subs, guys. And the quesadillas. Actually, just do you. I'm not, I can't <laughs> complain about Wawa either. Okay. Well, they have like burgers anyway. now. Yeah, like four burgers and fries. Burgers and fries at Wawa, and I'm like, um, if I want a burger, I'll go to like Five Guys. (laughs) Yeah, like an actual burger place. But okay, anyways, you know what? Do you? Cheers! Cheers! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're like pretty on par with our reads for the month. We pretty much almost read the exact same amount of books. Yeah, you definitely have like I'm impressed. You have like one more than me, which is fine. And so. We each had two that we read at the end of March. Well, we each had one, I meant to say. You had one and I had one that we read at the end of March, but we're going to talk about today. So what was your yes. March end of March read? Uh, mine was Escape Room by Megan Golden. Not really a fan. It was, the thriller part was good and the ending was really good, but the book was 90% about working in the finance industry. Like oh. that's, that's it. Okay. And the thriller part was 10%. So That's disappointing. I have that on yeah, my TBR. I, I mean, I can lend it to you. Okay, true. I mean, I don't have... It's not like or on my... Can, yeah. Like, you could skip it and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's like on like my but, Goodreads TBR. <laughs> but we liked that other book by Megan Golden that we read for book club, The Night Swim. That so one was, was really good. I was excited about this one. Mm-hmm. 
But it was just, the concept was good, but it was just like, I feel like she just got carried away with the whole finance thing. Mm. And now I feel like I work in the finance industry. Oh, so it was like also a book that was a, like a, a how-to. Basically. Yes. Like I, <laughs> I work there now. Do I you want to be a finance bro? My salary doesn't show it, but I am a finance bro. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. What was your March book? Um, I enjoyed mine. Mine was actually very, very good. I read um, Lease on Love by Fallon Ballard, which was a cute little romance book that took place okay. in uh, in New York City, like Manhattan or Brooklyn. I forget one of those. But it was really cute. And I highly recommend. What was it about? Caramel, okay. because I read so many books, but it was good. <laughs> I have that I thing now where like people that. are like, oh, like, what was it about? And I'm like, don't know. I just finished it yesterday, but I can't tell you what it was about. <laughs> I know. I just know that it We're was like good. oversaturated with books. <laughs> and then half of them have like the same titles. So I'm just I like, I, I don't know. It's probably about a husband and wife and some I like, know. I like, I always crazy see TikToks scandal where like the people are, they're like, I just finished this book. It was really good. You should read it. And I'm like, oh, what was it about? And then the, the, the girl's like, mm, can't remember. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you, but I know that I liked it. That's why I live by Goodreads because I, I would. I would just keep mm-hmm. buying the same books over and over again. I know. Just trust us when we say this book was good. Look it up and see if it would fit with what you enjoy. And exactly. that's what I'll say. There we go. I'll say there that's what go. I'll say on that. Anyways, what was the rest of your April reads? Okay, so I read Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Jillian McAllister. I didn't particularly like it, but I do think this would be a really, really good book for like a mom book club. Oh, because with like older kids, because there was like there was a lot of um, parenting regret. I'm not spoiling anything, but the mom is going back in time trying to stop her son from doing something bad. Oh, and so like the whole book is about like time traveling, basically. And she's trying to like figure out how to change the events that happened. But the whole time she's just questioning whether she did something wrong in her parenting to make him turn out a certain way so that's why i think it would be really good for moms but it just like didn't resonate with me as much that's actually another book that i have that i've seen that i wanted to read yeah i mean i I don't that one is worth the read i think but i didn't love it so um i also read the thicket by noelle illy i don't know i said it wrong last time i read her book too i was gonna say did you read another book by her before yes i recognize that uh i could go either way I didn't love the ending and it was just kind of all over the place, but it did have, it takes place like on a, the thicket is basically this place where they have all these like Halloween setups, like a a corn maze, haunted houses, all that type of stuff. So the Halloween elements in it were really fun and they they were very descriptive and like, you know, I love Halloween. So, so for that reason, I'm glad I read it, but I could go either way on it. Okay. I read The Last Flight by Julie Clark. Yes, totally recommend. I love Julie Clark. This is my second book by her. And both books so far have been dual timelines with two female main characters and their stories. And she just writes so seamlessly back and forth. And also there's like this like slight feminism undertone to all of her writing, but it's not like obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So I just love her. So I, I really, I like the other one I read by her better, but this one I still, I still really liked. Yeah. She's also one. I need to still read her books. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good. Uh, Dead Woman Crossing is by Geneva Rose. I think this is one of her first. Um, it's a detective crime thriller. I liked it. I It was nothing amazing. It was very, run-of-the-mill detective crime thriller, but I liked it, and I really like the writing. So if you're into that kind of genre, definitely. Um, Those Girls by Chevy Stevens. I was a little disappointed because I really like Chevy Stevens. I've read quite a few by her, and this one started out really strong. It was really promising, and it was, like, fast-paced, and then the second half was just kind of, like, a repeat of Mm. the first half. And there was also this kind of dark twisted trigger warnery tr- trigger warning e <laughs> i made up that Warnery-y. word clearly <laughs> warnery you know like horrible stuff maybe just for the sake of putting horrible stuff in there oh which i don't like yeah you know um so yeah i, I mean i recommend chevy stevens but this book specifically 
I would probably skip. Okay. And then I, I literally you saw your me. I saw your story yesterday Bro. about this book, and I wanted to ask you about this because you read Dare Me, Dare me. by Megan Abbott, right? Okay, so I read You Will Know Me by Megan Abbott. Bruh, this book was so boring. I the reason I didn't DNF it is because I bought it from the book garden for like seven dollars, and like seven dollars oh, is a lot no. for me. It okay, was, a, was it a hardcover? It was a hardcover. Oh I, no, I bought it. And I was like, I have to finish this. So boring, scattered, going the back to the book garden. Sucked. <laughs> I was like, this is being donated straight back. At least I was like, even if I don't love it, because I remember you had said that you didn't love Dare I Me. I didn't so love I was like, Dare Let me. me give it a try. Yeah. I was like, at least like the gymnastics part will be interesting. They just kept describing the gymnast bodies over and over and over and over again. So wait, this is like so another, like another girl sports book yes because dare me was cheerleading instead of cheer yeah it's gymnastics oh so she has like a trope okay yes yes and i think i would have been more into which i i watched the show for the Mm -hmm. cheer one and it was good i probably wouldn't read the book but anyway just no (laughs) i i have decided this author is not for me i yeah i think that's all I, i probably feel the same and then last but certainly not least my favorite of the month so excited Daisy Jones on the Six. Oh, I'm so Taylor happy Jenkins you loved it. I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was nervous. I was like, Heather's going to hate me if I don't like this book <laughs> because I hated the other book I read by uh-huh. Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh my God. Five stars. Loved it. I was crying. I was laughing. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed. It's such a beautiful story about love, family, addiction, heartbreak, desperation, of course. Rock and roll. Uh-huh. I, I just, I love it. If you haven't read it, go read it right now. I'm, I'm obsessed. Okay. That and is. I just love that it's like, there's like that theory that it's like loosely based on like Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac and their whole performance that they did uh, when they sang Silver Springs at one of their shows like years ago. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. so into it. So it was like all over TikTok, the video of their performance singing mm-hmm. Silver Springs because so both Lynn, I'm, I love Fleetwood Mac like top five fair band. So I actually put, I put Fleetwood Mac on my phone the other day and put it on my stomach so that Amelia can hear it. Cause I want her to come out loving Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so they both wrote a song about their breakup. Cause they're both singers in the band. They got, did they get married? I think they got married and they separated. So Lindsay wrote go your own way, which is like a very popular radio it was Oliver. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows that song and it's very like kind of like more like an upbeat song and then stevie nicks wrote silver springs which is Mm -hmm. more more slow but the lyrics oh my god i'm getting chills just thinking about it because i love that song so much and so there was this huge like thing that they were like no this can't be a single because it's too slow or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's definitely like one of their best songs on like their albums so like they performed it at a show and the entire time stevie nicks just stares at lindsey buckingham and just sings the song and she does not break eye contact with him at all and it's oh so my good gosh. i don't know about this <laughs> so i think like a lot of people say that taylor jenkins reed got that idea for daisy jones and uh billy from from that okay that it was mm-hmm. like inspired by that it takes place of. it takes place in like almost the same time frame too Okay. I mean, okay. Fleetwood Mac started in the 70s, but the performance was like in like the 90s. But uh, right. but still, I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. I got to look that up. I'll sh- I'll, I have, I think I reposted it on my TikTok, so I'll try to find the video for you because it's just so good. Okay. Yeah. I need to see that. <laughs> okay. So, all you know, I just have to pause and say, you have given me a lot of books to read based on these monthly recaps, and I've liked them. Oh. Now you have to read one of my books, okay? I probably should. Which one? I don't know. I'll think okay, about great. It. None from this <laughs> month, because I didn't love any of them that <laughs> But I'm going to give you a book, and you have to read it and report back. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> that's fair. What, okay, else you, so... what else did you read? What was the other one you read? Um, Hide. Oh, that's Kirsten right. White, yeah, that's which right. I which I liked. Okay, so what else did you read in April? So the first book I started off with in April. No. Strong start. No, it was not a strong. It was a <laughs> terrible start. So I read The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix, and I hated it. I probably should have DNF'd it, but I had to see where it was going to go. 
because I just mm-hmm. needed to know. I don't know if I'm a Grady Hendrix girl because I didn't love my best friend's exorcism, but I still want to read his other books. Yeah. Like I want to give him a shot, but I don't think we're Grady Hendrix girls. I bought this book from Target last year and it is now donated to the book garden because I was like, I don't mm-hmm. need this on my shelf. I'm never going to reread this. I'm never going to lend this mm-hmm. out to anybody because no, it was just, he basically took every slasher film and changed it to different characters in the book. So it was just kind of cheap, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) I read, I started the Shadow and Bone series by Leigh Bardugo. And I read the first one so far and I loved it. It's really good. It's really, because it's YA, it's definitely easy to read. And it's quick. Mm -hmm. It's quick to get through. So I I just, actually, I just started the second one in the series. No, tell me about the premise of these books. So there's three different, like, series in within this so this mm-hmm. is like the, this is what's called the grisha verse so okay. she, it's kind of almost like witchy vibes but not like they all have like powers okay, okay. like the heart renders can slow down your heart and so the main character alina is what's called the sun summoner so she can create light and she's like okay. the only one of her kind and like the whole base of the book is that the darkling who's like the bad guy, but he seems like the good guy initially. Mm-hmm. He wants to use their power to basically, he wants to like rule the entire kingdom, the entire world. Okay. And he needs her in order to do it. And so she eventually like escapes him. But it's it's really good. I actually, if you want to read them, I will absolutely lend them yeah, to you. Yeah. Because they're quick reads. Good. They're quick reads. I had started the show and then I stopped because I want to read mm-hmm. all the books and then go back. But I loved the first few episodes of the show. And it's, it sticks okay. very close. Like, when I was reading the first book, I remembered a lot of this happening in the show. So it's good. Okay. It stays pretty Yeah, close. I definitely like to, to read the first one, at least, because it <laughs> sounds like a a charmed slash Wednesday. It's like slash... a bunch. Yeah, it's definitely... It's so funny, though, because you read, like, these fantasy books, and a lot of the words that they come up with for, like, towns and countries, I don't know how to pronounce, and I don't know how people yeah. think of these things, but, but it's... I definitely highly suggest it. Okay. Um, you may recall last month I had a anticipated release hit highest bidder by Sarah Kate. Mm-hmm. And yet again, another anticipated release that disappointed me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. It it is, and it's mainly because <laughs> like listen, I like I said, like I don't kink shame or anything. Everyone has their own thing. I don't like the daddy trope. And that oh. was like the trope throughout this book because he's like an older guy. He's like in his 50s and the girl's in her, his girl's yes. in her 20s. And that's his thing. He likes to like be called daddy and that. And I was like, I can't get into this. And it also felt very rushed. Like they got together okay. very, very quickly without really any substance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still love her. I just wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. out of that series. So um, okay. I'm officially a sports romance girly now. Um, I read yes I read two Liz Tomford books Mile High and The Right Move obsessed with both of them they were both so freaking good the one was hockey the other one was basketball and they're Mm -hmm. like the worlds are connected so the first book was about the sister the second book was about the brother okay and like so but highly highly recommend they're all over like bookstagram and tiktok right now too so I do they have one for like every sport so far. not yet well the next one she's writing now the third one is a baseball one okay okay yeah but they're on i read them both on kindle unlimited and i highly recommend i loved them so much okay. <laughs> they were good they're long though like mile high was 500 pages oh wow and the okay. right move was like 400 they were both pretty close but they were really really good books worth the read yeah and then my favorite read of the month was every summer after by carly fortune which is a romance Mm-hmm. and it takes place over two different timelines, which I love that. And it's just kind of like a second chance romance. Okay. And then her second book, she wrote a second book. It's not like affiliated with the first one, but she's actually doing a like a, a book signing in Point Pleasant in June for this oh, book. Yeah. That's awesome. So Eric's going to go with me. We're going to go and so I can get to meet the author and then I can get the second. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait to buy the second book then and have her like sign it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, really I good. see this book um, all over TikTok. Yeah, and I'm actually so mad that I slept on it for so long because I've had it. I've had it for like a year, mm-hmm. and I just I pulled that. It was my choice from my my uh, my book cart jar, 
and I flew mm-hmm. through it. It was I couldn't put it down. Like it was so so good. That's so awesome. I highly, well, now it's actually a that. good thing because now you don't have to wait as long for the next one. No, and I think it comes out. It comes out this month. I think it's in May that it comes out. So I think it comes out like next week or something. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and buy it at the bookstore that's in Point Pleasant, which didn't know there was a bookstore in Point Pleasant. So now I know that. Yes. That's a very (laughs) cute little independent bookstore there. Yeah. So she's going to be there. And I was like kind of like shocked when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you go with me? It's like like a Thursday night. Yeah. What are the chances like right after you've realized I know. That's what I said. I was like, oh, gotta go. But yeah. So that was my April reads. Some good, some bad, but mainly highs. A lot of mainly highs. Two lows. All right. We like it. Yeah. So your favorite book of the month was Every Summer After. Carly Fortune. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I definitely, because I just, because I could not put it down. Shadowbone is a close second, but Every Summer After is definitely the winner for me. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yes. So I'm like afraid to talk about my anticipated release because I'm going to read it and I'm going to hate it because now it seems to be the trend. (laughs) It's true, actually. (laughs) Anyways, we've read a lot of Megan Miranda books. Mm -hmm. So the only survivors was her, um, was actually the April was an April release. But it was also my book of the month choice. Okay. So I was able to, it was my book of the month choice that I got too. So I'm hoping it's good. I've seen good mm-hmm. reviews so far. So I'm sure it'll be great. It won't be as bad as the other ones that I read. <laughs> I feel like Megan Miranda is like consistently, maybe not amazing, but consistently always good. Agreed. Agreed. So the last of that, I was looking was forward good. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my anticipation. I am looking forward to The Senator's Wife I'm by Liv Constantine. That. Mm-hmm. So that's, it doesn't come out till the end of May, but the same author who's actually authors, Liv Constantine, is two sisters who write together. Oh. They wrote The Last Mrs. Parish, which is one of my favorite books that I read last year. I need to, do you have that one or did you rent it? Yes. No, I have it. You, ooh, I want, there you go. Yeah. You're going to read one. The Last Mrs. Parish. I will definitely I hope read it that. still is as good because I've read <laughs> so many books of that like same trope since then. But Last Mrs. Parish was like one of the first ones. So I just, I love that book. So this one kind of seems like it's going to be a similar storyline, mm. but they did it so well the first time that yeah, I've hopefully seen, they can do it again. I've seen such good reviews about The Last Miss Parish. Yeah, it's that's a really good one. So, all right, that's the one I'm going to lend you. And we're, you're going to have to report back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just have to, now I just have to try to see you in the month of May. Basically. I know, right? <laughs> not, over the, not over the internet. <laughs> <clears throat> those both sound good. So I'm excited for both of those then. Mm-hmm. Me too. So book news. For whatever reason... There's a Harry Potter reboot on HBO Max that is executive produced by J.K. Rowling. I hate it. I hate it so much. Why do they keep giving us things we didn't ask for? I don't. We didn't know. ask for this, and they're we re- don't want it. They're redoing the whole cast. It's basically going to be Harry Potter. It's like a Harry Potter reboot, and it's so frustrating because there's so many different storylines they could do. They yeah. could do like the beginning of Hogwarts. They could do. You know, the Marauder's Map, like they can do so much stuff. And they're just like, let's just remake Harry Potter because it wasn't amazing the first time. So many different directions. And we even talked about how they could do like the Cursed Child. They could run with that with their Mm -hmm. kids. But redoing the exact same thing. And with J.K. Rowling, like, just please stop. Just please stop. I'm like, uh, like she wrote a great book. Am I going to watch it? Yes. Yes, of course, obviously. But. (laughs) Am I going to hate it? It's only because. (laughs) Yes, and it's only because I already subscribed to HBO Max, okay? I know. It's not like I'm, I'm not paying extra for this, J.K. Rowling. I know. So that's getting a TV series. And there's this word that Twilight is getting a TV series, which, This okay. truly shocked me. This did. Uh, I think it was, let me double check my notes. I believe it was, so Lionsgate Television picked it up. Okay. Stephanie Meyer, though... Oh, she is expected to be involved, but there's no writer attached to the project yet. So she'll be involved in the process, but they don't have a writer yet. And there's also not a potential buyer. So I think it's just kind of in the universe right now. Yeah, they're like throwing it out there. Officially confirmed. And we won't know anything about it until like, so we won't know if they're remaking it or if it's a a prequel or a... I'm actually okay with a TV series about Twilight because I didn't love all the movies. 
so I'm okay if they, like, redo it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And because it might it be ha- even better. It had potential. It did. I mean, I don't think the books are that good, but no. they're entertaining. I think they need, they need, like, a new director, because I think that yeah. the director kind of... Like, there were such good parts of the Twilight movies, and then there were such bad parts. Like, I'll never forget and <laughs> when we were watching Breaking Dawn and Eric was in the room with me and they showed the CGI baby mm-hmm. and Eric was like, this. no, no, <laughs> don't bring it up. It's so scary. It gave me nightmares. The, also the name of the baby. I can't. I just can't. The CGI baby is so mm-hmm. scary. And like, you're going to tell me the budget for this movie wasn't a gajillion dollars and that's the best CGI you could come up with. Yeah. I felt personally offended. It was not good. Not good. And also, they got all these huge names yeah. to be in the Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many big names in there. And then they just did not do a good job. Like, it was just so campy and corny. I mean, if it's on, I watch it because it's like Oh, a, absolutely. Oh, I, it's like a, it's like a like guilty pleasure. Like, it's entertaining. Pleasure. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. But if I had to rate it, I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I actually would be down for, like, a Twilight reboot. Because yeah. I think, I think especially with the TV series, there's, there's so much, I almost wish that they made some book series into more, I would rather see book series as a TV series than a movie because there's always so mm-hmm. much depth to it. So I'm, I'm actually, I would be cool with it. So if it actually happens, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah. I like that now that's a possibility mm-hmm. for all of these because before it was only movies. They yep. didn't really make TV series. Well, now on... like now that streaming services are a thing. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. There's too much. We've talked about this all the time. There's too much TV. Too much TV. Not enough time. <laughs> There's so much so I want to watch. And I just, I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> and then we'll Listen, talk about I'll it be on my, I'll be on my couch for like six weeks in August and September. And I can probably binge as much TV as I want at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Because you won't be sleeping. So. No, unfortunately. And they released the trailer for The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which looked really fucking good. It looks it awesome. Looks so good. And but it also is so I mean, we oh, yeah. just talked about the Hunger Games. Not only is it different vibes wise, but it looks like half of the movie is in the arena and half of it is mm-hmm. out. Like it's not the whole thing isn't based on in the arena. Yeah. Like the Hunger Games was. So I'm excited. And this was a book, right? She did like a prequel, right? Yes. Yeah. I definitely yes. want to read the prequel before I see them. Yeah. <clears throat> but no, it looks and like both you and my sister sent me the the TikTok on on message and messaged me the, the trailer for it because Cassie loves them too. Cassie doesn't read the books, mm-hmm. but she loves the movies, so mm-hmm. it looks really good though. It was yeah, it does. I think, and it's the actors too are like pretty. They're not super well known actors, so I I like that too. Yeah, I mean obviously I Viola Davis is in it, and she's a queen. And who's the one from Euphoria that I'm not gonna remember? Hunter Schaefer. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Hunter and Shakes then I know it. like. The lead girl, she only just became recently on the scene because she was the lead in Wild in the uh, Wild Wild West. I mean, West Side Story. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> not not the Will oh, Smith movie. Okay, yeah, I didn't recognize her. Yeah, okay. she was in she was in the West Side Story um, movie re- reboot, which I watched, and mm-hmm. she was really good in it. So she's actually a really good actress. So I'm looking forward to seeing her. I think it's also good because it's it's enough time has passed for the people who were into it when the hunger games came out to be like excited about it and so that's that, so why you could tell it's like less of a ya vibe yeah even if it is oh, a ya yeah. book Definitely. you know what i mean so i'm, I'm really excited about that mm-hmm. and then my only news is not book news at all it's just the fact that beetlejuice 2 has finally been confirmed they've been teasing us for months so is it really happening Yes, it's really happening. Um, it's confirmed that Michael Keaton and Tim Burton are coming back. That's all I care about. But, as long as Michael Keaton is coming back. Yes. So, But there's like obviously all of this speculation, which has not been confirmed yet, that Jenna Ortega is going to be in it. That oh hasn't been confirmed yet. But that oh, would be literally amazing. God. Yeah, I love her so, so much. I'm like, they've been talking about it for so long. I can't believe that it's actually finally confirmed. Like, thank you for giving up. This is what we asked for. This is what we asked for. <laughs> Not a Harry Potter also, reboot. <laughs> exactly. I don't know the details. Like, if I guess if Jenna Ortega is the daughter, then it'll be like a, not a sequel, but like a, you know, it's not going to be a reboot. 
Yeah. So, which is good because you can't, I feel like you can't remake the original. No, and I don't, and there's, you can do so much with his storyline. So I don't oh, see yeah. why they wouldn't. But as long as Michael Keaton comes back, because that's literally all I care about. I know. I, I love I know. him so much. I was, we were watching, we went, we went to the movies this month. We actually saw, I'll add it to my movies that I watched this month. We went to go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie because my husband mm-hmm. loves Dungeons and Dragons. It was really good, by the way. Like, it was really, love really it? good. It was, I loved it. I also just love Chris Pine. Like, Chris Pine is my mm-hmm. number one, like, if I could marry someone that wasn't Eric, it would be Chris Pine. I just wow, love him really? so much. Yeah, like, I'm obsessed okay. with Chris Pine. So Chris Pine is your whole pass? He is, yes. And so the movie was really good, but during the, the trailers, they showed the trailer for The Flash, which... I don't want to see it because Ezra Miller is so controversial now. He's kind mm-hmm. of the worst human being. But they did. They it's a showed, long list, but go on. Yeah. So basically the Flash, if, if, I'm, if, I'm sure either you know about it or you don't, but it like jumps through different like time zones, like time frames and everything. Okay. So during the trailer, they had a Batman. So Ben Affleck is in it. He's in the new one. But then they had like a flashback to a different Batman and it was Michael Keaton's Batman when he oh did it years goodness. ago now i'm like i'm like oh my god i'm like i don't want to watch this movie but i might have to just because i need to see michael keaton as batman again <laughs> yeah might have to yeah oh my gosh that's funny and yeah ben but Affleck, I... poor guy he's just yeah i know he looks like he's he's lived a long life i know but he's backed with jennifer lopez so, i mean he's doing all right yeah he's killing it he's doing it mean... i mean he married jennifer garner who's also amazing mm-hmm. and now he's mm-hmm. back with jennifer lopez so i mean the dude is the dude is all right and he's and he also dated Donna Donis too in between them. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say no to him. I'm just saying. He's, <laughs> the poor guy just looks He tired, just never looks know? happy. He just always looks yes. upset. He has like a resting, always... a resting bitch face 24-7. <laughs> it's like resting stress face. Yes, like, he just too. always looks so stressed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that was one of my movie watches. And then I finally watched John Wick. I've never seen the John Wick movies. Have you seen them? No, I haven't. Okay, so Eric was hounding me to watch it. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let's watch it. I never wanted to watch it because, like, his dog gets killed. And that's, that's like, the whole premise of the movie is, like, he's getting revenge yes. on the people that killed his dog. I but remember this. Okay. I highly recommend it, actually. It was very mm-hmm. good. We're going to watch the rest of them. John Wick 4 is in theaters now, so we'll wait till that one goes on streaming. But we're going to watch the other ones. They're all on Peacock. Okay. Um. So it was Who is good. The per- who's the actor? Keanu Reeves. Who also oh. can still get it. This dude is like in his 50s, but he's like phenomenal in this movie. I love Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow. I've always okay. liked him. He's a good one. So I actually do. I'm sure that everyone's seen John Wick. I just was late to the party. Yeah, I have not seen it. So so yeah, I recommend that. Okay. Um, TV shows wise, I finally watched the Murder on Murders. What did you think? Fucking wild. That's right? crazy. I... And Can't all even. before the trial, like this is background info, oh, dude. Oh my god, it was w- a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. So good. And can you believe like the bravery of the people who came forward and spoke, especially the <clears throat> younger? I mean, they're not kids anymore. They're you know like in college and stuff. But the fact that they came forward, I'm like, you guys are so brave. Especially the ex girlfriend of the one mm-hmm. son, and it's mm-hmm. just. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend that. Uh, we both watched a Love is Blind reunion, which was a hot mess. I waited the full hour before it came on. Oh. And it was not worth it being live whatsoever. Mm. Um, no. They need to make Cameron and Lauren the new hosts because Vanessa Lachey is trash. and she needs So Page Six just came out and confirmed that they're not getting fired. Okay, but she needs to stop asking people when they're having kids because it's so insensitive. It was so horrible. And a lot of people were saying that she like her drunk and that she was She was wild. She was on one. She was out of control. And she was clearly biased, clearly taking sides. I was like, girl. She was taking sides with Jackie, who was the the worst person in the series. Like even worse than Irina, because how could you do what you did to sweet baby Marshall? Yeah, she was going for Marshall's throat, going for Paul's throat. I was like, okay. Yeah. But it's also, like, I heard a lot of other podcasts talking about it. And a live reunion is just so stupid because Mm -hmm. you need all of that extra time to dive into all of these different storylines. Like, it's been a year. 
yeah. since they've recorded. So there's so much information that you're not getting because you don't I have the time that. to talk about it. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like they could have gone a lot more into things. Like, they only talked to Brett and Tiffany for, like, five seconds. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? Which are, like, the star couple. Know. Yeah. It was just not great. She was cringy. She was... She made me uncomfortable, and I mm-hmm. wasn't even there. I know. And it was so funny, because you start Love is Blind, and, like, you're not a huge fan of Zach, but I love him so much now. I and know. And I'm so happy that him and Bliss are, like, happy. And I actually saw a little bit of chemistry between them, Mm -hmm. like just sitting on the couch together, which I did not really see in the season. And he was just so well-spoken and he stuck up for Paul and he was trying to like, you know, and he put put Irina in her place. Like Mm -hmm. he was, he was the star of that reunion. Yeah. I really liked him. I liked him too. And also Jackie is a coward for not showing up. Remember she was going to come on the show. With her yeah, receipts. she was going to bring these receipts. But, like, Irina showed up knowing that they were going to rip her apart. Mm-hmm. Jackie should have showed up, too. Yeah, I agree. It's just... And it's not fair to Marshall, either, because he can't have an open dialogue with someone who's not even there. No. But listen, I still need a double shot of love with him and Justin Glaze from The Bachelor because they're cousins. And I think that they would... I would... Listen, hands down, it would be so good. They just need to mm-hmm. have their own reality TV show because they're both such I would gems. watch the shit out of that. That you sounds know? so good. I know. I definitely would love to see that happen. So wholesome. <laughs> uh, I've basically barely, barely watched anything because I've been binging MasterChef. It's all I've been watching. I watched seasons four, five, six. I just started seven last night. Uh, I'm highly anticipating the new season at the end of May. Mm-hmm. And we all know I love Gordon Ramsay, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, I've been binging MasterChef and it's been amazing. I'm also That's just such good, like good feeling TV. You I know? know. Even though he's mean sometimes and he yells, it's still. Well, it's so funny because I watched obviously Joe's last season. Then he comes back later. But mm-hmm. it was Eric's always like, Joe is so mean. I'm like, I know he really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he's so nice. But I like leave. Joe. Oh, I know. Me too. And, he's just and I so... like, because when he's nice, you're like, oh, wow, I know. it must be really good. I know. And he's just, the way that he, but the comments he makes, I'm like, I would sob the second he spoke oh, yeah. anything to me. I would leave. he's harsh. I would leave. He's mm-hmm. so harsh. And obviously I'm fully caught up on Succession, which this season is just on another level. It's so That's what good. everyone's saying. And this is the final season, right? This is the final season. So episode three was unexpected and I cried the entire episode and that's all I'm gonna say on really? that because I'm not gonna spoil anything but wow okay I yeah I texted our friend Christina because she watches it and I was like when you watch this episode I was like you're not even gonna expect what's coming it's just it's so so good so oh, wow okay yeah, highly I love succession it's just it's just a such a good show um podcast wise I listened to, I have a couple suggestions. So we both listened to that podcast, You're Wrong About. I don't listen to it all the time. I just like kind of listen to it once in a while. Do you listen to the You're Wrong yeah, About? Yeah, Right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to the Amanda Knox episode? I didn't. So it's called What Even is Justice with Amanda Knox. Highly recommend. It was just okay. so good. It was, I really enjoyed it. And then I just recently listened to Super Bloom podcast with Candace King, who she was on The Vampire Diaries. Okay. She was Caroline Forbes on that. So she she has another podcast too, um, now that I'm I'm blanking on it that I like. But so she actually had Rachel Lindsay on it from The Bachelorette this week. Okay. And Rachel was on it to promote her new book that she okay. has out. But then she also talked about her experience on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and it was very like informative and I really, really enjoyed it. So okay. I know you like Rachel Lindsay, so I actually would highly suggest that you listen to that. Because yeah, it was good. Yeah, the podcast is called the Super Bloom Podcast. And that was actually okay. the first episode I've listened to of that podcast. And it was really, really good. Hmm. Okay. So, and then one of my favorite podcasts is back. I don't know if I've ever told you about this podcast. And I think you would like it. So it's called Radio Rental. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. So the lead on it is Rain Wilson from The Office. And he plays okay. he plays um, Teddy Carnation, which is like... Terry Carnation, which is amazing. He has his own show, too, called Dark Air with Terry Carnation that Eric and I are patiently waiting for a new season. It's, like, scripted. Mm-hmm. So he plays his character, and he has, like, a video store. And you come in, like, you make – it sounds like you're coming into the store to watch a video. And they're all, like, true horror stories. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
okay. and or like weird things that have happened. So it's people come onto the show and they tell their story. So and they're always creepy, scary, weird. So I think that you that would like it actually. That's my alley. Yeah. So it's it's really really good. We we really like it. So that's back. Okay. So I'm happy that the new season of that just started. So we've been listening to a couple of those episodes. I love that. Okay. But yeah, that's my April recommendations slash things I loved. Okay. All right. So movies wise, I watched Murder Mystery Two. On How Netflix. was it? It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid, but it's so. I need to fun. Watch Did you see it. the first one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just. I love Jennifer Aniston. I love Adam Sandler. And together it's they're more amazing. of the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They're like one it's of the best duos. It's more of the same, like just absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. But they're just so funny. Like me and Eric were laughing out loud the whole time watching it. Yeah. Um. And then I watched Stream Six because I patiently waited for it to come to a streaming service, and it's mm-hmm. now on Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. I saw that. And I mean. It's the sixth Scream movie. I loved it, but that's because I'm obsessed with Scream. Was it great? Probably not, but I'm going to say it was. So <laughs> if you like Scream, you have to watch it. I have it. to watch now, it. Yeah, I have to watch it. And now you can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. And this one, so this was a direct sequel to Scream 5. Got you. Whereas okay. like some other ones have been kind of like time elapsed or whatever. This was like a direct sequel. Cool. So I definitely... If you haven't seen Scream 5, watch that first because a lot of the characters are returning. <laughs> the ones that lived, obviously. Um, <laughs> for TV, I watched Daisy Johnson 6, obviously. Yes. And I loved it. I loved it so much. I There was a couple things that were different from the books that I didn't yeah. love. But I also read the book and then immediately watched the show. So I feel like it was more obvious to me what was different. Um, but I I love it. I literally have the playlist on my Spotify because I've been oh, listening to yeah. the songs from it. It's like good. so good. They're so good. So good. And just like just the chemistry, the it's just amazing. I love it. Um uh I watched there's a couple Netflix is doing these like docu-series, mm-hmm. you know, these like three-part docu-series or whatever. So we watched Waco American Apocalypse, which is not about the Branch Davidians and the whole cult and everything. It's literally just about the 52-day standoff okay. between the government and the Branch Davidians at Waco. And it shows just the negotiations and the behind-the-scenes FBI stuff. And it's basically, it's just so upsetting because it's like these government agencies that just couldn't work together and they're basically in this like pissing contest and you have to think about how many lives could have been saved if everyone could have gotten on the same page but then on the other side of the coin the branch davidians would have gone down swinging anyway so they wouldn't have you know it, it it's just wild there's actually interviews with people who were in the cult at the time who escaped and one of them, whew, just trust me and watch. I, I do want to watch that. Yeah. One of, let me just say, one of the people still intensely believes all of the things that they believed back then. Oh. It's okay. like, I was just jaw to the floor for half of the show. <laughs> so anyway, that's nice. definitely a good one. Nice. Um, and then American Manhunt, which is a three-part series on the Boston Marathon bombing. How was that? It was horrible, obviously, but it was really well done. And there was actually, I mean, this obviously happened pretty recently. I think it was like the 10 year anniversary or something that they put this Mm -hmm. out, which isn't recent, but is recent. Like it happened during our, our life. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And there was like certain things. I remember when this was on TV and there were certain things that I didn't remember. And I was like, oh my God, that happened. Like it was just... It was crazy. And there's like also a lot of behind the scenes with that of like, you know, the the politics side of it, the police, all of them like having to figure out how to work together to try and catch them. It's just it's some parts of it are very sad and very tragic. And other parts are just like, I can't believe that this actually happened. So I definitely recommend it was it was I don't want to say good, but it was but it was a good docu-series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Netflix is doing really well with all of these new they are. docu-series. Like, not too many parts, so it's not too drawn out. And they 
obviously they're biased, but they are showing a bunch of different sides to yeah. each story, which I enjoy. Um, on a more lighthearted note, yesterday I binged the entire season of Jury Duty. Have you heard of this show? No, what is this? Oh my gosh. Okay, so someone talked about it on some random podcast, and then I started seeing it all over Instagram, and I was like, what is this? So it's on Amazon Prime, and it's basically inside of a trial from the viewpoint of the jurors, but every single person is an actor except oh. for one juror. Oh no. And he doesn't know. Oh my god. And so the entire show is just like this jury duty where like all this crazy shit is happening and this poor guy is just like, wow, this should be a reality show. This is crazy. I can't believe this stuff is happening. Oh. And James <laughs> Marsden is, is on it, but playing himself. So it's like they're in LA and James Marsden gets picked for jury duty. Oh my god. So he's god. like playing himself. Oh, I'm watching that. That it's sounds so, so good. <laughs> so, so good. It's like eight episodes. And the guy who doesn't know, you know, that everyone is an actor, he's just like, oh, I recognize you from some movies. Like, it's just oh so funny. God. And James Marsden is so good in it. And I love him. So <laughs> definitely watch it. It's like a, it's just, it's a feel good. Nice. Like, it made me laugh a lot. And then like the last episode is them revealing it to him. Got ya. So it's almost like so, punk, but like. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Or like the Truman Show. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's behind the veil type thing. It's really cool. And then um, we started Saint X last I night, which is... I saw the trailers for that recently. Yeah. Is it good? We only watched the first two episodes. It's on Hulu and it's a, a Hulu limited series. Yeah. It, it seems really good so far. So I'm excited to see how it ends up. I won't say 100%, but so far, so far it seems so good. really good. And it's like one of those, like, a mystery where this girl goes missing and then later her sister is trying to find out what happened and, like, trying to unravel the mystery. Okay. So it's, like, right up my alley. Yeah. Um, and then podcasts. <laughs> I, I didn't really listen to anything new this month, but Call Her Daddy did an episode with Christina Aguilera that was wild as shit. Okay. <laughs> So this was Christina Aguilera's first ever podcast appearance. Oh. And she chose to go on Call Her Daddy. Interesting. And at first, I was very confused just about the turn that this podcast took. But in the beginning, she talks about basically, which has been coming up so often for us, especially with one of our book picks. And we talked about the Sounds Like a Cult episode for childhood stars. Yeah. And because she was on Mickey Mouse Club, so she mm -hmm. was technically, you know, childhood stars. She talks about how she had to try and own her sexuality in like a male driven industry and how hard it was for her being so young and having to deal with that. Were you a Britney or Christina fan? Britney. Yeah. I was a both, but Christina was always like Well actually a dangerous one. I was a Jessica Simpson fan. Oh out of them, I was really more my favorite was Jessica and then it was Britney. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that one coming, but yeah, I did. She I, was, I was obsessed. She was around there at that mm -hmm. time, too. Wow. And she was, like, the least problematic. Not problematic in a bad way, but yeah. the least, like, controversial. I know. I think that's why I liked her, too, because she just kind of seemed yeah. more, like, wholesome. Yes. De oh, yeah. That was definitely what they had her portrayed as, for sure. So, anyway, so then she starts talking about, like, growing up in abusive households and how that's affected her. And then all of a sudden, they just start graphically talking about sex and like blowjobs and how you should swallow. It was very oh my intense. God. And I was like, no, I was like borderline uncomfortable. And then I realized it's because I guess Christina Aguilera was promoting. She has like her own line of lubes. OK, so she was promoting her new sex line or something okay. but like all right I, so i guess that's why they were talking about it so openly i don't know i was like <laughs> i was in love with you when i was very young so this is weird for me yeah but she's still a queen and she can still get it so for her, anyway it, it was all over the place though that episode yeah. went from <laughs> it was all over the place um and then i listened to out of the pods with natalie and deep d who are both from they from season two? Season two. Or se season two. Um, and I like it. I like... They I didn't do, listen like, recaps. to it, but I meant to. I forgot about it. 
Yeah, they just did recaps of, like, each week they did recaps of the Love is Blind episodes that were released, and they do a little bit of behind the scenes, like, oh, on our season it was like this, and blah, 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 and part of what I was saying before is they said that to film their reunion, it was, like, over four hours of recording. I bet. And that's why they said that it went so well, because if you can talk about an issue for a half an hour, and then the editors can just cut down to the juicy stuff, you're actually able to like dive into the juicy stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so I don't know. I like it. I like that they share that kind of stuff and that they kind of, you know, have their own experience. They are very opinionated. And I guess they've been getting some I I saw people posting about that on Instagram that they're kind of, it's that they are, they're very opinionated, like not in a good way sometimes. I didn't think anything, some of the things they said, yes, we're all thinking it. It's just yeah. people think it's not okay for them to say it because yeah. they're semi-public figures. But at the same time, like, this is their podcast. They can have their own opinions, so. No, I agree 100%. Yeah. Everyone should just relax. Unless you're Nick And Nile. it's funny because, <laughs> He's now officially yeah. just, he's always been problematic, but now he's more problematic after what he did and with the Love is Blind stuff. Is... Is he the one who was on Andy's season and then and went on, outed their sexual history on yes. the, after the final rose? And then he went on Caitlyn's season like midway through and then he had his own season of The Bachelor. Oh. Yeah, he was. So he was like the final two pick twice. He was Andy's second really? pick and he was Caitlyn's second pick. What is it about this guy? Because I I only watched Andy's season and I thought he was a complete douche because of that. Like because of... Yeah, you know, so he, talking about so he was sex. on Andy's season The Bachelor, then he went on Caitlyn's season The Bachelor, then he went on Bachelor in Paradise season four, three or four, and then mm-hmm. from Bachelor in Paradise, they gave him his own season of The Bachelor. And now he just thinks that he's hot shit and he can say anything that he wants. And it pisses me off because he gets everyone as guests. Like, he's had every single Love is Blind I person know. on there. I he, know. He's had everyone. And he gets all these, like exclusive scoops and i'm like we're listening to this guy who is an absolute asshole Mm -hmm. and is now saying that people are talking about suicide for fame and for attention that was like you're gross yeah i just hope he gets canceled because he won't that's yes he won't won't. and half of bachelor nation fucking agrees with him because Half of them are horrible, too. So Yeah, I know. That's that's why he won't, because he has such a big following, and it's he has too many connections. Yeah. Which, all of this stuff going on with Love is Blind, which, like, we won't talk about it. Everyone is talking about it. There's a million podcasts about it. Love to see it did that really good episode about it, about, like, all the, the legal things that are going yeah. on. Yeah. So, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go and listen to that episode. They don't talk about the neck vile stuff, but they talk about... The love is blind drama and lawsuits and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. And I think that's, that's that, it. That's your April yeah. Rex. That's my <laughs> that's my recap. My my Rex and the wild ride I went on. <laughs> nice. So I do have like a little catch up corner. So last month I had talked about Are You Sleeping? Which was a book that I wasn't my favorite book. I can't remember. This is how pregnant I am. I can't remember what my favorite book was last month. I think it was this one. Um, So I found out like literally a week after we recorded our episode that apparently the show Truth Be Told with Octavia Spencer on Apple TV Plus is based on this book. And I had no idea. So there's... And what is that on? It's on on Apple TV. Okay. I don't know why I said Apple TV Plus. I'm on Apple TV. So it's... uh, there's like three seasons and the first one is based loosely on the first book and then okay. the other two seasons are other stories but the author is like heavily involved in the show and she okay. actually changed the name of the book to truth be told really? so you'll see yeah so if like you look like if you look up the book both versions pop up are you sleeping and truth be told but, but it's the same book yes but what was what was cool was we had post i post our our recap of our reads on instagram and she like commented and liked it and she re and she added it to her story so oh that's awesome that was exciting so it must have been my favorite read it must be my favorite read but yeah that's awesome i love that Mm -hmm. okay 
So now I'm gonna, that's another show I'm going to add to my long list of shows to watch. Because I've also heard yeah. really good things about it. Because again, Octavia Spencer is a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like I think Kate Hudson was in season two. And okay. then season three was Gabrielle Union. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and the first one was Lizzie Kaplan, who's, who's another good actress. So the first season is based on the book. And then the second, do you know if the second and third season are with the same, like Octavia Spencer is in all of them? And it's she's, just not yeah, based she's on Poppy the book? Parnell. So she's Got the, okay. so she's the podcast lady. So every okay. season is based around her doing a, looking into a different story. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. But okay, they're only doing really the three good. seasons. I think this is the last one. They were only doing three seasons. Okay. I think. But yeah, so I'm definitely going to watch that because I have to. But yeah. So that's... Yeah, then you'll have to update us on how it is. I will when I eventually get to it. It could be months now. <laughs> Who knows? Could be next year. It could I don't be. know. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> All right. So are you ready for my book question? I'm never ready, but sure. I know. Me. And I just like, I always think about it on the fly because to be honest, I forget that we do them because my life, but I have a good one. I'm going to go back to something we talked about. Who is your favorite Colin vampire? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think my favorite is, oh my God. Uh, what's her name? The one with the short hair, Jasper's. Alice. Alice. Okay, She's mine. I was going to say... Okay, then I can I can say I can say my other choice, which is Rosalie. That's who I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Rosalie because she's a she's a badass motherfucker. Because (laughs) yeah, she's a bitch, and also because Nikki Reed plays her in the movies, Uh and I love her so much. And I also okay, no, it's one hundred percent Rosalie because she is the only one who is like. We're just going to accept this non-vampire into mm-hmm. our house and pretend that everything is normal. Like, what is the matter with you people? And everyone <laughs> else is just like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. I also thought you so, would like her because she yeah. just like killed all those men. And that just seems up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. She's a bad bitch. I, I do love her. <laughs> yeah, I like Al- yeah. I like Alice because she's just the sweetest one out of all of them. Wow. That just really represented our personalities, didn't it? always we always this always it always ends in this (laughs) but i also did really love jasper his story was really one of my favorites in the book yeah i that's actually one of my favorite parts of the book is Mm -hmm. the back that she actually did the backstories of them that's really cool his one his was my the one that i I enjoyed the most and it was Mm -hmm. like the most it was he was the one that had that had the hardest hurdles to overcome yeah he did so well so that was I liked it, but true. Alice is my favorite. I also because I like okay. that she can. I like that she has the ability to like see into the future. Oh yeah, that's really that was cool. one of the things I liked about her is that she was able. She couldn't predict what was going to happen, but she had an idea of what was going to happen. I always, I, I always thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it always helped them out. Mm-hmm. Trying to protect Bella, which who brought her into this in the first place? <laughs> Edward. God damn it! God damn it! Robert Pattinson, what are you doing here? I know. <laughs> Okay, so my book question is, all right, I'm going to pick out of some of the past books that we've read, okay. three different living environments, and you have to pick which one you would choose to live in and why. Okay. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to be a hard one. Okay. Okay. Number one, a tour bus from da- Daisy Jones and the Six. Number two, the commune from A History of Wild Places by Shay oh, Earnshaw. And number three... Sarah Sea Island from Spells for Forgetting. Oh, no. These are all good ones. This is hard. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say the arena in The Hunger Games. <laughs> no, you have to live. You have to I live know. there. And we didn't cover History of Wild Places on the podcast, but we did read that for yeah, Book Club. We, and it was good. It's a it's a good book, so we recommend yeah. that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, obviously, Sarah Sea Island, because how could I not? It's got the witchy vibes and the Irish vibes and the, the apple orchards. We love apple. But it also has a, a lot of murder, Heather. The island can murder you. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. That's a fun twist. Okay. All right. You like living on the edge. I do. My first choice was going to be the tour bus, but then you threw Cersei Island in there. So I got to go to Cersei Island. All right. I like it. I am going to pick... The commune, surprisingly, mm. from History of Wild Places, even though it is also dangerous yes. because 
You no spoilers, <laughs> but really you can get hypnotized to do fucking anything and to not even know who you are. Um, but I just think, you know, pretty chill, like making your own food, not having any doctors. I don't know. It doesn't sound great, but you're the basically part of it. just cut off from the entire world and it's just chilling with your with your people. Yeah. All right. None of them sound that amazing long term, <laughs> but for like maybe a few months, like a little vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like disconnected from technology, yeah. reality, work. Yeah, I, I could do that for a couple months. Okay, and out. there you go. There you go. Those were good questions. We Those did were good. good questions. I like that I think of them on the fly all the time. I don't know <laughs> how I do that, but I do. <laughs> I like it. I know. All right. So that is our April bookish banter and more recap of all the amazing things that we've done and read. I think it's pretty good. It's a pretty good full month. Mm-hmm. So if you like us or love us, you should rate us, subscribe to us, follow us on any podcast platform that you use, however you listen to us. You can also follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Fully Booked Calf Pod. You can message us any recommendations you have, what you think is cool about us. You know, we okay. love affirmations. <laughs> validation <laughs> please you can send us an email at fully booked at gmail.com if you have any questions or there's anything you want to ask us and yeah i think that's the gist of it am i right am i missing anything yeah no you hit it all all right yeah so i think that that's uh that's it so thank you for checking us out and remember if you need us we're fully booked bye, bye.